MD Radio, MD.com. Join the millions of people who are chucking processed and refined foods and are basing their healthy diets on whole foods and non-GMO foods. This is where we talk about clean eating. It's the Clean Food Network Show with Lisa Davis. The first time I was in radio, I was 19. My father had a radio show called The Eyes Have It. It was a call-in show all about eye health, and I had such a good time. And then my career took me elsewhere for a while, but I'm so excited to be back in radio and talking about clean eating and all the wonderful benefits. So right now we're going to be joined by Dr. Scott L. Philippi. He is going to be talking about eating for optimal eye health. Hello there, Dr. Philippi. Welcome to Clean Food Network. Hi, Lisa. Thanks for having me. You know, it's so nice to have you on. Uh, I just think it's so important to talk about this. And, you know, we think about the rest of our body so much. I mean, I think the eyes kind of get neglected, and yet they are so incredibly important. So what are some of the things we can be doing and putting in our body to help our eye health? Well, I'm in private practice in Charlotte, North Carolina, and my specialty is kind of dry eye disease. And that's a condition Mm, that's really difficult to manage without some kind of nutritional support. Um, our uh, dry eye basically is a disease that affects a large number of our patients, but it frequently goes undiagnosed and untreated. A lot of times uh, we'll have the symptoms being treated by, by doctors, but they're ignoring the underlying process, okay? Uh, dry eye disease is characterized by inflammation of the ocular surface, and it tends to increase in prevalence with age. Mainly what we see are either aqueous deficient, which is where the lacrimal gland doesn't produce enough tears, and there's also evaporative, where there's normal tear production, but due to a decrease in the quality of the tears, they tend to evaporate rapidly. Now, most of my patients have kind of a combination of both, okay? Now, dry eye can have a profound effect on your patient's quality of life due to increased glare at night, light sensitivity outside or under bright light, fluctuating vision, exaggerated allergy symptoms, redness, sandy, gritty sensations, and all-around discomfort, basically. The majority of my patients... It sounds really uncomfortable. It it can be. And it can really affect, as I said, your quality of life. Most of my patients present with multiple symptoms, again, that have been treated with no regard to the underlying dry eye condition. Once we help the dry eye, those symptoms tend to go away or at least diminish. One of the hallmarks of our treatment is supplementation with essential fatty acids. Now, these essential fatty acids are classified in two families. We've got omega-6s and omega-3s. You've heard about these probably in media and other things in the past. The omega-6s yes. are largely pro-inflammatory, while the omega-3s are largely anti-inflammatory. Now, these are called essential fatty acids because we require them for normal metabolism, but we cannot effectively make them, so they have to be acquired through our diet. What we're trying to in- introduce into the diet are two omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA. Our bodies can't effectively convert the omega-3 fatty acids in EPA and DHA, so again, we have to eat it. Now, we used to get these from wild-caught game, grass-fed beef, and wild-caught fish. Factory farming has decreased our exposure to these potent anti-inflammatories. So I put almost all my patients on an omega-3 supplement, whether they have dry eye symptoms or not. The problem lies and that there's tons of these on the shelves, and a great deal of them may be ineffective due to their content. You have to know how to read the label. 
and know what you're looking for. Yeah, tell us about that because that's where it gets tricky, right? Because you can tell people, okay, you need to take this certain supplement, but then people go to the store and there's just so many to choose from. So give us a list of what we need to be looking for. Exactly. What we're looking for is the EPA and DHA. If you look at the ingredients label and it doesn't break them out individually, it's probably not a quality product. It doesn't matter what kind of marketing terms like high potency, concentrated, et cetera, that you see on the front, you got to read the label. Uh, my current recommendation is 1,000 milligrams per day of combined EPA and DHA for the majority of my non-dry eye patients and 2,000 combined for my dry eye patients. But you got to read the label to know what you got. Now, this is effective provided the patient's observing normal, healthy lifestyle habits, too, and that's where we start with dry eyes. We're trying to decrease overall inflammation in the body, so it's equally important to decrease the consumption of most omega-6s, which we get from vegetable oils and processed foods and fast foods as well. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think that makes so much sense. And I just, you know, going back to that wild-caught fish and the grass-fed meats and pasture-raised, you know, pork, if that's something you eat, I think is so important because, again, with the antibiotics, and there's so many other issues going on with the factory farming. Exactly, exactly. And so many folks are taking, they just don't really know what, what to look for. Now, one other thing that we have in our office that we're really excited about is we're able to test what's called macular pigment density. Now, what that is, it's a level of something called lutein and something called zeaxanthin in the retina. Now, lutein and zeaxanthin are what are called carotenoids, which are basically plant pigments. There's hundreds of these in nature. We may eat about 40 of them in a typical Western diet. These two have been shown to be protective of the macula in the eye. Now, the macula is the part of the retina in the back of the eye that's responsible for our best vision. And this is where the damage occurs in macular degeneration, which robs us of our central vision as we age. And as many in one in three of us may develop this past the age of 65. Now, these potent antioxidants protect the macula by blocking harmful blue light and by scavenging free radicals. The retina is particularly susceptible to that damage due to uh, the ultraviolet radiation that absorbs all day long. Now, the best food sources are dark green leafy vegetables like spinach, kale, broccoli. Eggs are a good source of lutein, too. So what we can do now is we can measure how much of this macular pigment density a patient has, and it's typically low in a Western diet. So if we see somebody's really low, we can intervene with nutritional counseling and supplements if necessary. Our hope is that we can prevent our patients from ever developing macular degeneration down the road. And it also gives us a general understanding of our patients' overall health because people eating fewer plants tend to be less healthy. So again, we're trying to decrease overall inflammation of the body. And aren't sunglasses really important, too, for helping prevent macular degeneration? Yeah. Well, the sunglasses help protect the back of the eye from UV radiation. They also protect the lids. We see a lot of ultraviolet damage to and precancerous lesions around the lids too. So the sunglasses help protect the eyelids as well. You can think of the lutein for... as oh, kind of like sunglasses for the inside of the eye. Oh, I like that. That's a great way to think about it. Now we have a couple minutes left. I'm just curious for people who under- listen to what you say, they take the right supplement, they eat better. Do they see a pretty fast improvement, or I'm assuming it takes some time? Well, a lot of what we're trying to do is prevent damage down the road. But a lot of our folks that supplement with omega-3s tend to tell me that their night vision increases. And there's a lot of sports teams working on lutein and zeaxanthin to help their athletes' central vision. So there's some at least anecdotal 
and some early studies showing that the lutein and zeaxanthin will affect uh, performance visually immediately. Oh, that's good. And then for the dry eye, the fish oil is definitely helping them with their everyday lives and helping them feel better? Exactly. Oh, so that's a nice combination. That, the medication sometimes down the road. I see. And do you recommend drops as well for people oh, with yeah. dry eye? There's, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's several things that we need to do, but we start with nutritional supplementation and artificial tears, but we also have drugs that we can use in the process. We start with the simple and move to the complex. That's nice. So I like the approach that you take, you know, looking at the person, what they're eating, how they're living, and not just giving them a medication, I think is so important. And of course, medication has its role, but obviously, so does eating and eating clean and being healthy. So Dr. Felipe, this was so good. Philippe, excuse me, tell us all the ways to learn more about you and your practice. Well, we're a vision source practice. um, And we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, but you can locate other vision source practices near you by logging on to the vision source website, which is visionsource.com. There's a doctor locator on there. You can put your your, your zip code in there. You can find a doctor close to you. There's over 3,000 practices across the country. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank you so much. I want to thank everyone for listening to Clean Food Network. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and at Health Media Gal One. Take care and stay well.